You know, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, and recorded live from the porch of the famous Malibu Kitchen. Now, here's Spike. Ah, I'm laughing because I was just reading some of the questions. Uh, um, This is Spike. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. I'm here with uh, Paul Zuckerman and at the Smoking Tire, Matt Farah. Um, yeah. we're, star- we're sharing a mic. They're sharing a mic because we, we're starting off here in this cloudy Sunday morning getting, uh, getting screwed by Podcast One and their not perfect preparation for this podcast. So we don't have, we don't have a splitter. So, but I, but I think in some ways you guys sharing a mic is good because then you won't blabber over each other. <laughs> Two biggest fat mouths <laughs> sharing one mic. <laughs> I'm just going to make the mic smell really bad so when Zuckerman brings it back to his own face, he's really revolted. That's Old collard greens. Wait and Bill brings out the bagel and lox I ordered. It'll be perfect. Extra onions. All right. We're on the porch of the Malibu kitchen here in Malibu. It's a nice, cool Sunday morning. Matt always likes me to do a temperature check. Matt, what do you think? Is it 68 right now? 64? 62. 62. It's a little chilly today. A little actually. chilly. Um, we haven't done a show out here for a while, so I thought it would be nice to convene. We're not going to have a guest. It's just going to be us. Um, I have over 100 questions for us to answer. <laughs> well, by all means. Let's, I'm sure they're all equally valid, too. <laughs> before, before I start, though, Matt, why don't you tell us what's going on with your safari car? Because uh, I, I couldn't tell. It's, it? I, saw it, I saw it on Insta. Is it delivered? No. It's not delivered. No, it's done. It's done. It's done, but... I Lee Keen, who was building the car in Atlanta, Keen Project is his company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my car is the fourteenth car he's done, number fourteen, and his. You know, he he is, he believes in things being good to go and ready. He doesn't. He and I both want the car to be ready to be daily driven when it comes home. And the last thing you want to do is spend six figures on a on a car and then have it not be ready. So he finished it on, I don't know, Monday or something. And I told him to to drive the piss out of it for like a week, you know, shake all the shake all the things loose, make sure everything's good to go uh, and then put it on a truck. So that's what he's that all the pictures you've seen come to me like I'm basically Lee's. Instagram mouthpiece. He texts me the picture, and it goes straight to Instagram. Right. It's quite um, an interior. You, you're so you are you a Porsche guy now? Now you sold your I Ford, am. right? You got rid of my, the Mustang. Yeah, my well, my Mustang's going on. When does this show go up? This week? This Wednesday. Okay, cool. So Coming by the time Wednesday. this show is on the air, my right. Mustang will be on. Bring a trailer uh, for a no reserve charity auction. Fifty percent of the gross money will go to the charity of the winner's choosing. And what did you no do? Reserve, so what did you sell. do wrong that you have to do a charitable event? Is this to counter Nothing. some sort of accusation or you know problem what? that's a coming couple, up with you? A couple things, honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't do anything wrong, but I do. I would like a little 
uh, karma thrown on in my side. Okay. And I also uh, could use a tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before. Yeah, I, could. I smell a scheme. <laughs> no, there's no scheme. There's no. There's no scheme. But I do. There's no scheme and there's no racket. But I do have to um, make some room in my garage for the safari, and I bought a Lamborghini Countach. Oh, wow. Oh. There's some big news. Zuckerman, Welcome. did you know about this? I did vaguely know, and he wanted to know. He asked me what I thought about this particular car, the price point, etc. And I gave a hearty thumbs up because I'm an enabler. I, want, I gave a thumbs up too. I was yeah, very excited want, about this. I want everybody to be as, as my lower companion. I want everybody to be wallowing in this disease. Let him tell us what that car is. Uh, it's an 88 uh, Countach Quattro Valvole. Wow. Four, four valve. So uh, for those who aren't up on Countach you know, history, you started with the very early cars, the skinny Periscopo, the skinny tire, no wings, no fender flares. Then you got moved up to the, the 5000S in the early 80s where you got the, the first the fender flares to cover the wider tires. And then after the cannonball run, the wing became standard fare. Uh, that's my favorite look. As an eight, you know, the 70s, the people that are a little older than me, they like the very early cars. People my age, I like, we like the 80s cars. And uh, so, you know, the 5000S was a very pretty car, but... A lot of emissions controls, not not very powerful actually. It's the slowest Countach. Now you did you did a, a one take in this car, right? I did. This was before I did one takes. I made a very pretty well produced video about this car four ah, years ago. This wow. very car. So it's on YouTube. We can yeah, look yeah, it up yeah, and yeah. we can if, find if it. If you Google the smoking tire uh, Countach, you'll get a video of me driving this car from like 2014. Wow! And then the owner uh, was looking to clear out some space in his garage, selling a few of his cars. Uh, four of his cars, one of which you should probably buy. Which is what? What? Uh, what should I buy? Tell well, me right now. One of you should buy his 4GT because it's amazing. One of you should buy his Pantera. <laughs> oh, there's a guy. In oh, you're okay. He's okay. I love where there's because this is happening live here on the porch. We're watching people oh, pull he's, in. He's a nice guy. Next to our 911. You know the guy. The GT2 RS. I know. He, he's a very nice guy. <clears throat> he doesn't walk so hard. <clears throat> Nothing to do with how nice or not nice he is. I get a little nervous. The angle makes it look worse. <laughs> the yeah. angle the angle makes it look a little worse. Yeah, when people so, pull in like that next to a GT2 RS. Right. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, the, the QV, the four-valve car, is the most powerful <clears throat> engine that you could get in the Countach, but it's before the ugly anniversary bumpers and side wow. skirts and all that stuff, and it's the right color. This is ready to go. Well, yes, it is ready to go. Once it is done in the service that I'm not paying for. Now, when are you safariing that car? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> if the, I wish, you know, that's a life goal. Be rich enough to just, just cut up a Countach like it doesn't matter. Why not turn it into a golf cart? <laughs> we could do that, too. <laughs> well, you can't keep it like it is. What What's the next iteration after the safari car, do you think? What, for, what are we doing? Flying car? Flying Lamborghini? For me? Yeah. No, I'm, you know, this, you I'm actually over project cars. I really The best thing <clears throat> about the safari car is I sent the car off, and then I don't see or hear anything mm -hmm. until it comes back right. finished. That's right. perfect. Do you realize the risk you're running, wanting a, a car that's completely finished, coming out of what? Atlanta, you said? Out of Georgia? <laughs> like, make sure it's done, because I don't want to ship it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's not an election. I think the process is okay. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said it before heavy. on the show. I've said it before on the show, and you probably know this rule, but I'm going to say it again. The 110-100 rule. You know that rule? Do you no. know this for restorations in new cars? No, what's that? 
Drive it one mile, do a punch list. Drive it 10 miles, do a punch list. Drive it 100 miles, do a punch list. Then deliver a car. Well, Lee is doing that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's... We used to just drive it a lot. No, no, yeah. I, I would say delineate. Let's tell him 110-100. I, I don't think he has that exact method, but he, that's right. basically what he's doing. He's driving right, right. it on the highway. He's driving it on the off-road. What's he's, his name, Lee? Lee Keen. Yeah, okay, Lee. Lee Keen was the, you know, he let me Let me Rolex talk to Lee GT right now. I want to talk to Lee. Lee. Lee, Lee, what? Lee, 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 a couple of things. Turn on the, all the lights in the garage and make sure every light and blinker works. Make sure the brake lights are the same light in the back, first and foremost. Okay, and we've got then I want you to press the horn. I want to know that the horn works. Would I want you, you to do all to your of left. Look to your left. What we uh, have okay, coming yeah, in. great. They're cars. Oh Look, boy, I've never seen them before. Testarossa. Ford GT, wow. then a 330 GTC, and then a 911, 997 Turbo. Wow. In, in, I think that Ford GT is Stuntman Tom. That's incredible. Anyway, we are tired of getting cars delivered when you – just if you can get – Zuckerberg, would you add anything to that list of things when the car is not delivered and it's not right? The horn and the lights is the easiest thing to get right. Make sure that's right. I'm is gonna- there a radio in this car? Make sure the radio works. I'm going to give you. A okay. Punch. I'm going to tell you something. There's a there's an outfit called RK Classic Cars. They're in North Carolina. And, we speak of them often. And yes, I'm, and when they do a final delivery, they have a camera <clears throat> on a tripod, and they go through an entire checklist where they show you on a video before you get it that every blinker works, that the horn works, that the doors close, that the windows go down, the windows go up, the mirrors work, the radio works. Anything you want, the hazards work, all of that. I was so impressed. I was imp- as impressed about that as the Canapa detail book. And that's what you want to. That's what you want to see. Down to the picture of the Q-tip. Yeah, because you get in that car for that first drive. You have one chance to make that first impression, right? And I'll tell you what: yeah, if you get a car back and there's the one little dumb thing, yeah. the radio doesn't go on. Three hundred thousand dollars later, and the radio doesn't. Yeah, because go on. you're in a psychological state of mind that's making it very hard for you to accept this car. Anyways, you always have a little bit of remorse and anxiety on that first day. So if the car is perfect, then you're just dealing with your own emotions. But if something is not working, those emotions transfer to the guy who delivered the car. Hey. And well, you respond. You paid for 100% perfection. So if <laughs> yes. one thing doesn't work, it's junk. It should go in the trash. Yeah, and your reputation will suffer. Hey, Matt totally. Farah, your car is up on Bring a Trailer right now. We love this site. What Do yeah. you do you have any idea of what it's going to do, what it's worth? Are you, are you personally upside down in this car? Does it matter? Well. You've done a lot of work to that car. I've done a lot of work. I've got a lot of time. The thing I. Well, the term upside down is a bit of a is an interesting term because financially, no, I'm not upside down in the car. Financially, I have maybe twenty thousand of my own money into the car. It's not a ton of money. The time I have into the car, I can never get back. No matter how much money I get back out of it, time is finite, and I don't. I'll never get it back. And that's part of the reason I'm done with project cars. Is right. Because right. Because the the headache of a project car to me. If the ultimate goal is just to have a thing that I enjoy driving, 
you can just go buy that. Yes. You do. You do not need to turn something into something else. But let's not pretend moment. you don't have any projects. You're getting married, well, and yeah, you have a business. You have a building yeah, yeah, that you're yeah. building. That's your cars. big project. Yeah, but project cars. Well, there's only so much room in your brain for a project, right, right, right. and so those anyway, are two pretty big ones. So the Mustang, I'm not upside down on it. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what it will bring. Would you honestly. like it to stay here in California? Someone here listening to bid on it? I I, I don't care what I want. I and, mean, there's and, a lot of fans. I've got a lot of fans that have inquired about buying the car. Straight up. So they've this is made a me offers all over the place from 8000 to $50,000. And what are you doing for them, for the buyer, when they buy this car? If the buyer buys the car, first off, half the money will go to the charity of the winner's choosing. And what's the charity? Oh, the winner's choosing. The winner choosing. chooses the charity. Okay. winner chooses the charity. What if, what, if, uh, what, if, what if they pick the GOP or Trump You know what? To I, Trump? I have considered that. <laughs> I, I have considered that, and, I, and I am, I'm rolling the dice on it. I, so we you will this, still give the money? Yes, okay. I will. If, what even, if it goes if, to the nra are you cool with that even if i don't agree with the charity honestly that's the game and that's the I, game and, right. and I, that i might that's big of i you. might I have like to that. give money to someone i don't like but that's that's how it goes okay and uh that's but we hope it goes to some more i hope it goes to something that somebody that actually does positive right. things for the world okay and then, uh, do you have a favorite charity that maybe you could if the winner doesn't want to choose a charity my backup which i've talked to bring a trailer about is called team rubicon and what they do is they take veterans returning from combat I and they that. Employ them yes. in disaster relief jobs, so they can still get that sort of adrenaline and excitement of combat, wow, that's but in a more positive way. That's it. Very, I love very that. smart charity. I'm a big fan of that charity. Good for you, absolutely. Because those guys come back and they feel useless if they're doing a desk job or something pedestrian. They need to feel like they're on a mission and doing something positive, so they can reintegrate. Really good thinking, Farah. Well, either side of the political aisle, nice little 190 pulling in. Uh, could I don't you know your politics are your politics, but I think both all of us can agree that employing veterans. I was in a just joking with you because I know you're very political on Twitter, which well, I like, just, and I like I that you don't care. I, I like that you don't care that people are saying, "Well, I I don't come for you for this. I come for you." Well, no, I'm just doing things for free. You're just <laughs> reading it. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. You but, can come or you can go. Yes. I don't give a shit. But I think we've all reached a point in this culture, and I hope that we can all just disagree about stuff and be fine and still be friends. I have a I've couple a lot people of people that I disagree with politically that I, can, that I am friends with, and we can have a I civil do too. conversation. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, Ooh, let's get to some— color. The Sport Classic? That is— 9-11 Sport Classic pulling in the bills. I don't think so. Or is maybe it? it's just got a ducktail on no, it. No, it's I don't just know, got a ducktail nice. on it. Um, but the point a lot is, of it's a no-reserve auction. It's going to sell. Even if, it, even if it's $10,000, it's going to sell. And also I'm throwing in for the winner steak dinner at Adam Perry Lang Hollywood, which is the best steak in town. Uh, I just went there. It's ridiculous. Uh, two tickets to Radwood as well as a display pass for Radwood if you want to bring the Mustang and a private tour of the canyons <clears> and my favorite roads with me. I love it. And it's right up there on Bring a Trailer right now. Go there and bid on this car and do your good deed and get a great car. I've driven this car. Yeah, the car's sorted. I put brand new tires on it, brand new fluids, the whole deal. All right, let's start answering some questions. We have a lot. Thank you for writing them down. Uh, Your prediction that 100 questions, probably what? 25 will be worth talking to? Let's just start right from the top. Al Ogando, Spike, how many years of your life have gone into fine-tuning that high-pitched Seinfeld voice? (laughs) It sounds more and more than Seinfeld. And what color speedster are you guys getting? Zuckerman, first and foremost, 
And 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 sitting behind us quietly on a red chair is Dean Maroney from Beverly Hills Porsche. Has has anyone even offered us a speech here? No, but nobody's offered us. Dean a has said we're down, but then Dean has also hedged his best by saying, "Well, I don't know with the new place Zuckerman. You know, the the world has changed, Zuckerman. The world has changed. So uh, we're casting our net further afield. Uh, we have to figure out a way to secure our allocation and not be chiseled by any undeserving uh, dealership owners. Now we were we were promised a car. Remember another GT2 RS from a fellow in Pennsylvania. Right. Can I, and can and I we did not get it. But perhaps if he wants to come forward with a speedster offer, we might consider it. I'd like to make a suggestion on a speedster. It's ugly and you shouldn't get one. Oh, interesting. From the back, it looks heinous. I kind of agree with you. I've been well, I've been looking at the test car and I was not happy with how the back looked. We're talking about that <clears throat> recent shot on auto whatever of the spy shots. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that that's the finished car, though. That looked like the test So car. here's what I'm going to tell you. But I, speedsters have always looked a little, in the cowl area, have always looked a little hunched over like a like Whenever a Germans try to do something special, they always kind of fuck it up. And, and I think that uh, in this car, what you're getting, though, is an open-top GT3. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And that's something really, really hard to pass <clears throat> up. I'm, all, I'm also interested if they're actually going to do a cabriolet version of that same car. I don't, thi- I don't think so. I don't think that's that going to happen fake. either. But remember, there's going to be 1,948 speedsters. Yeah. So I think that we're... Yes, the year the company was founded. So that's the reason we're getting that amount of cars. And I think yeah. we're going to do fine. But back to color... Um, I like the Oratium Green build that I did. It's on Instagram right now. You can check it out with a little. I asked for light ivory in the front, but it came off a little champagne yellow, and I like that. And the, and and if you're going to get this car, you got to get the meatball and you got to get the front end treatment. Don't start making it look normal. You want it to look crazy. That's what this car is about. And Zuckerman, I agree. <clears throat> Getting the sound of a GT3 in an open cockpit car has its value, and that's what this car is about. It's ugly. And that all started with it's a question. Ugly car. And, and the Ford wasn't. And the Mustang wasn't. Okay. You know, he's you still not a fully evolved but, Porsche guy. But Matt. you see, he's, but he's you see where this is going. There. Remember, we talked about this syndrome that everybody starts with the conceit that they can build a better car than the maker themselves. And now all of a sudden, you've heard it here first. Mr. Farah is beginning to acquire a taste for the pure yes. original. Yes. The, you know, the, the, the special sauce is in the original recipe. I drove uh, the Touring, and it was spectacular, and that car needed nothing. And in fact, I just had a go in a GT3 RS, and I didn't like it. It was too race car, too stiff. What car didn't you like? GT3 RS. Why do you drive the GT2 RS? Too punishing. (laughs) Was the GT2 RS even more punishing than the GT3 RS? In a wonderful way. It's punishment. It's like, you know, I I don't like S&M. But if you want to talk about punishing, it's like strapping you to a wall and getting beaten by the most beautiful woman and, 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 a, and a heel of a shoe in your forehead and, and everything that comes with it. I've oh, been driving. Sounds- I think he likes the BDS. <laughs> I think he likes the BD part of the I really SMA. don't even understand it. The GT3 Touring, because I'll take the beautiful woman part and the sensual. And you can leave okay, look, well, we've always agreed that look, the, GT3 the GT3 hits the sweet spot better more times than the RS ever You know does. what? This thing is a very addicting, potent flavor. So you, when you o- open the garage door and you get in it, you get so excited that you're driving this thing. By the end of the drive, you're a little like, okay, I need a break from it. 
Also, it's the, where I expect the Countach to be, by the way. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right. And yet, after a couple hours, you kind of forget about it. You go back to the garage. You're so excited to drive it again. And, and again, I think we've talked about this. We don't need to belabor the point. You're, you're driving at speeds 10 to 15 miles an hour faster than you normally do in a car Easy. without feeling Easy. it. Yeah. Spectacular car. The capability is so off the charts. This is a car that really delivered on the promise. Yes, yes. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I How don't your, disagree. You, uh, I noticed you had a Leno towel in the front of it. it you know, the Leno help towel really helps me a, a lot. It, the towel helps me a lot. When I get the Harvey perfected. The, <laughs> you can't just say the Harvey. You need okay. to recap what that is. Remember, my father had a terrible back. and That was probably because <laughs> he smoked four packs a day and never picked up anything heavier than a lighter. So uh, he, he could never sit in a car comfortably without some sort of orthopedic device. And we're going to have the upholsterer, Harry the Armenian, make us a little triangular-shaped cushion that we can put behind us that goes from the lower back up to the shoulder blades for added comfort because that seat truly is a torture device if you're anything bigger than say 140 pounds in the rs yeah we're out here with matt farah paul zuckerman and myself at the malibu kitchen we'll be right back with more spikes car radio Think of all the weird things found in cars, and I'm not talking about your garden variety petrified french fries or melted crayons. Uh, for me, it's crumbs, but I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about folks. Another thing that'll make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on the majority of BMWs and VWs. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE Technology Series, belts that are fanatically engineered for the perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has an OE Technology Series multi-V belt for 90% of vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks, a belt should not be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series multi-V belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Welcome back, Spike Scar Radio here on the porch at Matt. What? What? What do you need a break? What? It's a fake break. Why? So we can find where to put the break. Do you like the break? Like the break he gave me today by not giving me a mic splitter, so we have to share. No, I'm running through my break. Well, Will Will showed up for the show that never happened with Scott Dixon. He did me a solid that day. He's great. We love Will, but someone else let us down, and Will knows who it is, and I'm not going to out her, but. It's just not how you want to start off your morning here. But I, but I think it's kind of working because it keeps you guys a little quieter and it's want, nice separation. I want to say one thing about your past real quick. I watched, Go ahead. I watched I'll just Saturday Night Live, yes. their vintage 1976 <clears throat> program. Yes. And boy, was that show fucking good. Oh, what show did you watch? I wasn't I, on the show then. I wasn't I barely alive. That, but I I was can, when I, looking back. It was so good. It was Paul yeah. Simon, George Harrison, oh, yeah. and it was a brilliant show, and it was so nostalgic and so well put together. So charming. Okay. Is that the one where Paul Simon dresses a turkey? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I remember that one. So how did you remember that? Uh, because well, I went to a Paul Simon concert, and he, he discussed it on stage, actually, as how uncomfortable he was. It was really I have a question for you, Matt. Uh, Lee Keen, uh, our Baloy life. No one ever puts your name. I'm not, I'm not going to say your names anymore unless Whatever. you put it in yeah, the don't thing. Bother. But they want to know if Lee Keen is going to let you drive the RWB and WRC car for a one take when the Safari is picked up. 
Does he have an RWB? He, he His father actually has an RWB wow. build that is like, and I'm not a big fan of the RWB thing. Like, no offense or to anyone who is, but like, it's just not my thing. I like the way But it's look. got a big, yeah, it's got a huge motor in it. It's got like a four liter in wow. it. And it's a, it's basically a race car. It's pretty crazy. His, his That's his dad's <laughs> car, actually. Do you think and we're having, do you think we have too many outlaw 911 builds suddenly happening right now? They all they all bring money. I look. I watch. Bring a trailer. They all bring money. Is it plateauing off? I think we're going to get to like the chip foose time here, where where all of a sudden it's it's not going anywhere. Could be. Uh, the second question: Lee does own a w, an actual Subaru WRC car. Um, it's apparently a bit of a headache to you know. It's a race. It runs race gas, and it's a bit of a headache to. It's really just a display piece. So probably not. And I'm not going to Atlanta to get the car anyway. It's so here's <clears throat> to my 911 modifier point. Lanzante, do you know these guys? Um, I've heard of I've heard of the name. Lanzante is putting actual '80s Formula One engines into oh, Porsche that, 930s. Yes. That's a different thing. So what that is is the tag engines. Yes. So tag F1, F1 Turbo V6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the thing was, remember when uh, Tag and Porsche worked together to build these engines um, for McLaren, right? Formula One racing. There were like a bunch of engines that they built, like thirty engines. Or now, something. is this the same tag as Tag Heuer? Yes, <laughs> this is when before Tag got, uh, bought before Tag really? acquired Heuer. Yes, wow. Tag Turbos. They they were experts in ceramics and building building turbos and advanced composites. They worked with McLaren to build these V six turbo engines uh, in the early eighties. And as a gift to Ron Dennis, they put one in a nine thirty. And I don't know if it ran or runs, but there was a, a storage unit somewhere with like 30 of these engines in it. Somehow this company, Lanzante, acquired these engines and is putting them in Porsches for customers. I don't even know if they'll be drivable or anything like that. But yeah, this this is that is a we're really. Just, a thing. I'm sorry, we're giggling because a biker just walked behind Zuckerman and just belched out loud and then oh. just walked away. Who did? Who? He belched. No, no, no. I did. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I mean, look, if you're going to modify a Porsche, yeah, shove a Formula One motor in A single Porsche 930 was built, unmodified from F1 spec as a test mule. The car mostly stocked from outside, save for some roof-sourced wheels, remained a one-off kept in museums and shown at various events. Now, this says 26 Formula One wins, 68 Grand Prix, 1984-1987. Let's see how many they're going to make. They're going to make 30, right? They're going to make 11 cars with permission from McLaren Racing. But it's a Porsche, too. It is a Porsche. So they don't have Porsche's permission? I don't think they need it. It's just they're just buying old old 930s. Wow. What do you think about that, Suckerman? That's, that's a pretty interesting it's little pretty, deal. Okay. <clears throat> this gets and my by the way, attention. It's going to be a road legal car, right? It's That's what it's saying here. In theory, but you'd have to massively detune that engine. 750 I mean. horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, that's a little more than the GT2 RS think, we have sitting right here. I think they'd have, you know, they have to detune it to run on pump gas. They have to make it sort of streetable, and so, but yeah, you can use the fundamental architecture of those engines. Yeah, but this is what I'm talking about. Are there too many outfits like this now, just taking up our beautiful cars, chopping them into something else, and dumping giant motors I, in this them? This is this was my original Singer argument when we started. 
this podcast, I w- I've always felt that why take 964s? There were so few of them. Right. And you're chopping right. them up and you're take something else. But I, I agree that there is there are way too many things grabbing our attention. But it's nice to see someone mine a really, really uh, arcane part of our story with something like this. Yeah, I mean, just it's really about having one of those engines because these aren't engines weren't brand new. These are used engines. So every car that this company is building, they're putting a plate on the back with the winning record of each engine. So you could buy an engine that Nicky Lauda or, or okay. uh, you know, a proper racing driver actually won or podiumed in, <laughs> a, in a Grand smiling. Prix. Well, I'm smiling because I'm thinking about we could just get a little scribe somewhere to write stories, <laughs> <laughs> charge $1,500 a story. <laughs> that's, if it that's, was Ferrari, <laughs> that, might, that might be. <laughs> um, you know, last time you were on, Matt, we talked about Elon Musk, and we started scratching our head. This is a couple of months ago where you and I were noticing something's just not quite right at uh, Tesla and something's not quite right with Elon. And now here we sit. He's being been removed as chairman of his own company, right? He's still running it as CEO. Just give him the food and beverage job, something quiet. <laughs> like There's, <casino. laughs> uh, you know, the usual stories about, you know, how is he going to pay over a billion dollars in debt, blah, 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 and Business Insider. He always seems to get through those little financial messes. But do you think he's going to get through the personal madness, in my opinion, that's happening with him, this, this, this meltdown in public. What, what, what's going on? The point is he should probably be wise enough at this point to realize that maybe he <laughs> shouldn't be on Twitter. Right. May- he was smart enough in the interview to say well, he shouldn't be on Instagram yes. and really, elo- and really uh, in an eloquent way explain the reasons to not be on Instagram. I think he had- there's the same argument can be made for him in Twitter, and he need- they need to hire someone about- who's good at building cars and and large-scale manufacturing right. it, to run the company. And there was a lot of great ideas. When you, when you think an idea guy. You're, you're like this too, Matt. When you think of social media, there is a little bit of a humility in responding to everyone. Keep him on the mic for one second. Responding to everyone that talks to you, right? Yeah. You're not too big. You're not too powerful to talk to the smallest guy and answer his question, right? So that I kind of like about him, that he is talking to everybody and anybody who has an opinion. I disabled I think- my Instagram comments, by the way. <laughs> you did? Uh, yeah. And I and I feel great. Now, why? What were people saying because about you? It's not what, what people were saying about me. It's that I realized that inst- that that not all opinions are valid. And the opinions yeah. I want to hear yeah. are the opinions of people I choose to follow. Right. I don't need to hear the opinions, good or bad, of right. people who choose to follow Well, then me. why not just read them and why not let's let people chit-chat? I don't, because why do they need they <clears throat> let them chit-chat on their house? They don't need to come into all right, my here, house Here's a question I've, I've been asking people. You don't people. lose weight by stocking your freezer <clears throat> full of ice cream. How do you do it? By not it, buying ice cream at the I've grocery well, store now, and not I'm not going to lose any weight. Go ahead. Remember Zuckerberg. one key point. Elon Musk is in a position of public trust. He's running a publicly traded company. He has a fiduciary. He has a fiduciary responsibility to his shareholders. He can't be so far above them that he do- just doesn't give a fuck what he says into a microphone. What he says affects their their money and their savings and their future. Let me let me ask Matt Ferrer this. 
Is there a business for Tesla with electric cars anymore? And we, we see what's coming out in the next four. Yeah. You know, just last night, I was reading that Jaguar may shut down internal combustion engines in the next ah, five they, years. They, people plant these kind of <clears throat> stories all the time to get good press. I, no, I, but they, I mean, I, like I, I've been telling Zuckerman, we've got this plug-in hybrid BMW 530 that, in my opinion, feels more substantial than a Tesla. And I'm like, if this is what they're going to make and you're going to give me 200, 300 miles to charge, I'm buying that car instead. I think there's there's an argument for that. There's also an argument that a Tesla is a wildly different car from anything that anyone else is making for a lot of reasons. Um, I happen to like their cars. I mean, I, I drove I like a Model 3. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great city car. Um, and I think if they can get their shit together in some ways, their their supply chain management is not great. Mm-hmm. Their their body shop business is a disaster. People wait months to get simple things fixed. But if if they let Elon be the idea guy, and he's a great idea guy, and they basically have someone who really knows how to build cars come in and let and run the the auto manufacturing delivery body shop repair business. They can have a great business. I mean, they, they're, they're making cars that people do want to buy. And I, 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 I look forward to when the when Porsche and Jaguar and all these guys come out with true luxury cars. I look forward to what that competition will look like. But I think there are certain things that Tesla does really. I used to make a lot of fun of their screen, their yeah, big touchscreen. Yeah, yeah. After a week with the Model 3, after a week with the Model 3, the, um, the screen started to make a whole lot of sense to me. Right, and, right. And I was able... It, you know, compared to this Lexus I'm driving right now, which dynamically is excellent, but has the most arcane multimedia system you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things they do right. I just think he needs to shut up a little bit. I just think there's going to be competition. And, they, you and know. also, every time someone buys a Tesla and likes it, they <clears throat> go on Twitter and thank Elon Musk. Like, what about the thousand <laughs> engineers that worked on that car <laughs> and came up with the actual good thing? Yeah, about what car? about the engineers? Hey, have you noticed... The Land Rover Discovery's offset license plate on the yes, back of it. Yes, isn't it heinous? Hey, Bill. What? We, this the, is why we don't come here. It's here. all the noise. <laughs> you guys are generating it. <laughs> Not oriented to time and place. Why don't you come here and record the podcast, Spike? Well, because Moise? you'll sit here and make a lot of noise while I'm trying to do it. Is that Moise? The Range Rover over there? <clears throat> I believe it is. So you know what I'm talking about, Matt Farah? Yeah, the um, back of the Land Rover Discovery. Yeah, the I, I saw plate. one in my neighborhood the other day. Explain that to me. How did they fuck this up so badly? It's really ugly, and Hannah, my fiance, pointed it out to me like, ah! I think it's I think it's because uh, an optional spare tire goes on the other side, maybe. Ah, so I if think, you don't get the spare tire, I think it probably looks fine if you get the spare tire, and if you don't get wow. the spare tire, it looks real stupid. Well, boy, does it look stupid! <laughs> yes, it does. It does in a lot of different ways. The proportions, everything else about it, makes me uh, absolutely. It's been twenty five minutes. We got through two questions out of a hundred. All right, I'm sorry. We're going to do some more questions. I'm going right to hand now. this back to Zucker. <clears throat> I have yet to see a GT2 RS delivered without the Weissock Weissock option package. That could lead one to believe that non Weissock cars will actually be more valuable in the. Coming years. Clever but wishful thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can say about that. <clears throat> right, right. Hey, Mo. 
take the GT2RS. I think at the end of the day, everyone's going to want the Wysock package, and everyone's going to want it in the future, and that's why everybody ordered it, and I don't understand ordering a car like this without it. Right, and when it comes to Porsche, guys, we're all about the options, the ceramic brakes, those little things. What other options besides ceramic brakes, Wysock packages, the special appearance package of the Speedster? Is there anything else that you have to have if you buy one of these cars and spec it out new that you people care about on resale a lot i don't think so i think front axle lift that's it that's about for, it for the gt cars for yeah the right. front axle lift that's it maybe yeah do you care about do, do porsche guys care about radios i think everybody wants a radio and given how how little it weighs these days in relation to power to weight who cares i think you could have ordered some of these cars without air conditioning with it without that system and i don't know anyone who actually did that <clears throat> Wow, look at this. Somebody is actually asking about the Lasante. Well, we covered that. Uh, what has Matt Farah done to the paint on his 911? It looks amazing. Did he clear coat it? No, he didn't do anything to it, right? No, nothing. I mean, we had, Brian to, Andrews. we had to We had to respray a little bit in the same color. The original paint was amazing, but we shaved the door mirrors and put the, the, the different rally mirrors on, and so we had to fill that with metal and do it. And then we had to put the light pod on the front, which was color matched. So we had to. That we, came out really that great. came out awesome, wow. yeah. And then we had to do the lo- the Euro lower front and rear bumpers. So it did require some paint work, but it was done in the original color, in the original finish. Nothing special. How am I going to tag my friends on Matt's Safari car post? Did you shut down tagging too? No, I shut down comments. It oh, be- I, I see. So they see, see that's what he's saying. So they, if they want to comment and tag their friend to make sure they see it. They can always send it, right? You, I, I don't, you can send the post. I don't know. The, everything in your life should either make you money or make you happy. Comments didn't do either of those things, so they had to go. I think you should turn uh, the comments My long-nosed back. friend from the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well said. Money. Money Has Bill... Question for Bill. Has Bill at the kitchen found himself an old 912 yet? I would say no. He's no. saying no right now. Um, so if you have that car, we're still looking for it. What's your price range, Bill? Never going What's your down. top? Ever decreasing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have that old car. You DM one of us. We will sell it to Bill for you. Uh, new Mustang GT PP1 or used GT350. Used this car for weekend canyon car and rare track days. What do I do? GT350, right? GT350, extended warranty. Right. There you go. Um Get magnetic ride at the very least if you can't afford an R. Yes, there you go. Uh, Leaf green. Oh my God, this guy's Mustang exhaust is so off-centered and rubbing on his body panel. Oh, boy. Look how terrible that looks. Here's a funny question, Matt. What is the Swiss watch version of the 911-996? So something, something that's like pretty, like it's I like, like that. Good. So the worst version of the best thing. Yes. Right. What's the worst version of the best thing? Well, you think um, the nine nine six is the worst nine eleven variant yes. made? Yeah. Zuckerman, do you agree with that? Try to st- pay attention. Do you think the nine nine six is the worst nine eleven series made? I think that the worst 911 series made is 74, 75, 76, 77. That era right there had the worst problems, dependability and performance-wise. I yeah. think that the 996 is the ugliest 
by far the ugliest 996 uh, 911 made the front end is terrible the use of the boxer the front end to save money really was deteriorated the brand made it less desirable and the interior is hideous frankly hideous but the GT2 that I have, Jerry's old GT2, the drive is fantastic. The drive is a 10 out of 10. Oh, that's right. Looks you have that car. Looks are 6 out of 10 in the 911 department. Drive is a 10 out of 10. Matt wow. Farah would love So what watch would you match to the 996? That's, what brand like the would you... The ugliest <laughs> version of the best watch. Right? So I'm trying to think of watch brands that I... Like, there would be a Swiss watch. Like, all right, here. I'd say the Omega Seamaster Wavy Bezel. <laughs> The ugly wavy bezel that nobody that nobody wants and has aged That's very poorly. very good. Shh, 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 people, people, we're trying to record. I know we're they doing just walked up. This is why we don't do it here. It's too hard. People are just coming up like you're not even doing anything. When are you going to have your neighbor Gibbs on the pod? Who is Gibbs? What what is that? Is that your neighbor? No, I don't have a neighbor. Named Gibbs. Mr. Gibbs. Mr. Gibbs. Okay. Um... Direction of the new 992 is elimination of PDK center console shifter, touch-sensitive buttons on piano black surfaces, door handles that automatically pop out like they're glad to see you. New 911s are for girly men. Man cards no longer needed. What say you? I This guy knows more about the new 911 yeah, than I, I do. I don't know of does, any of the things any that he's that? talking about. No, I don't either. But have you seen the spy shots of the new car, the new 992? Not only have I seen the spy shots, the Porsche is currently doing, I guess, probably fuel economy testing. And they yes. drive the 992s past my house every day for the last week. Come on. 3 o'clock. Yeah. Two two black ones I've seen go by. They sound really good. Sound nice. They look they look. Big though, even by you know modern standards, they do that back end. The back end treatment with that with with having the bottom half in black plastic to try to hide the size of the rear end is is not conning me. I don't like it. Too big, too fat. And and uh, so you I know, agree. It's you know the GT2 RS is big. It's a big 911, right? And maybe this is what they're doing with it. Um, they're talking about the launch pattern here. I'm just reading through this road and track report of the new 911. I don't know. Uh, maybe you shouldn't be reading car reports on the shows. It's not good what? radio. Maybe it is good radio. Well, I don't know. Extract a little information about it. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's it's funny. I don't really get interested in these new cars because I'm so interested in the the things that they're making at the end of the run. So yeah, I usually the special edition one, right? Yeah, I you very see. I very rarely read about the new 911 until it's the new 911 GT3. Yeah, it makes which sense. there are spy shots of that car the out wing already. Looks, I, they are really if that's how it's going to look, they have gone very aggressive with the wing and the rear treatment. Well, look over in the next to you and look what's going that's on there. That's an RS. That right. sh- that should be aggressive. The next always a hint of what's to come. All right. Do you think first and second generation boxers will make the old car to classic car transition? No. The first series boxers? No. 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 Why? Not even a first suck. series? No, the first series was the worst series. It had the worst engine, the worst gearbox. Cost just as much to maintain as a, 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 a current 911, but it makes 180 horsepower. They're not good. Zuckerman, nothing to add. Nothing terrible. <laughs> I think I really like those first year cars. Because Maybe you had one, I had you're one. nostalgic. 
Yeah, but but you yeah, can't go home. I agree. Thursday. They made a ton of them, right? Yeah, they were all okay. Spike and Matt, have you seen the new pa- Hamilton Chronomatic with Panda Dial Daytona homage? Does it stand on its own merit? Do you know the Instamatic Hamiltons? No, have you I seen, seen this? It. If you haven't seen the Hamilton Instamatic Panda Dial, it comes in a white dial. It comes in a maybe silver and a black dial. I think they're cool I'm retro a, looking I'm watches. I'm pulling up an image of one right now. I like these watches, and I like that they're affordable, and I'm a fan of Hamilton and oh. what they're doing. They look like uh, they look a bit like an old Hoyer. Yeah, right? yeah, a little right. like an old Hoyer. Isn't that a nice looking watch? Doesn't yeah. even look modern. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a forty millimeter watch, and it's a great value for around what two grand? Is that I where don't they come have in? a price, but it looks. Assuming it's you know priced <clears throat> like other Hamiltons, which are affordable. It's a good-looking dial. It looks you like, like it, it right? looks like an old Hoyer. Yeah, 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 we approve of that watch. You should get one. By the Here. way, do you have you heard from Hodinkee on our on the Orange Boys? When are they coming? Well, I have the prototype. You still have it. Can I'm I borrow still, it? Because I gave them my money it. like over a month ago. And there's no sign of a watch. <laughs> I'm sorry, coming. Mr. Farrer. I'm not allowed to. I am. I'm allowed to let other people hold it. I can't uh, let other people borrow it. But I am now trying to figure out how to keep it. When my new one comes in and do a little switcheroo, send them back. And told me how to do. It's, send send it back. Take off the case. Here's back. a good question. Seems common these days for new Porsche and Zuckerman. I've gotten this question, and you can weigh in on it. Seems common these days for new Porsche owners to ceramic coat and or apply clear film to their cars. Is this something you and Zuckerman do with your cars? Zuckerman, go ahead. Answer is no. I do not, and I don't believe in that ceramic coating as being as being a good thing in the long run. If I get a very valuable vintage car that that I want to preserve the original paint, I may put a clear like a clear bra up to a certain point just to protect. The Have you paint. ever done it before? I did it on uh, the GT two, uh, and I and I did it on one other car. But I'm not really apt to do it. I don't mind stone don't chips. Don't worry about the moment you have to take that off and what happens to well, your paint you, after. Well, if, if a knave takes it off, then they can peel the paint off. If somebody who knows what they're doing does it right, which is to heat it little by little, it comes up very easily. Matt Farah, how do you feel about this subject? I you wasn't know, listening. <clears throat> the preservation of car by putting a clear wrap or some sort of protective... I'm cool with that. It's not, I mean... But, but, but really, don't you don't just want to can... drive the car and let it get patinated and rock ah, chipped up and I mean, make I... it a car? Sure, okay, that's fine. But also, like, if you know that you are driving in rough conditions <clears> and, <throat> and you are... Maybe you drive there's gravel on the roads or, or whatever. What's wrong with that? Who cares? All right, we're going to take one more little break then we'll come back do some more of your questions we'll be right back with spice car radio let's talk about amsoil you know why i like amsoil because they're a bunch of car people they're gearheads they're into all kinds of power sports and basically they get it recently amsoil created a guide to increasing horsepower in your vehicle it has insider tips from some of the best in the business on coaxing more power out of your engine you can get your copy free at amsoil.com slash spike amsoil.com slash spike while there find out more about amsoil synthetic motor oil too like how amsoil signature series synthetic motor oil delivers 75 percent more engine protection against horsepower loss and wear than required by a leading industry standard. Go to amsoil.com slash spike to get your free insider's guide to increasing horsepower. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Welcome back to Spike's Car Radio. Matt Farah, what is the right number of watches for uh, rotation and daily use? Do you have one? Uh, 
I mean, I have more than that. <laughs> Whatever it is, I have more. I feel like like probably like three or four should satisfy anybody, but I have like ten. Here's an idea, and I'm sure you haven't thought of this. I, Ask- oh, Zuckerman had a good term the other day, though, because I split the stock. <laughs> I traded my GMT Batman, which I think is top of the market right now, for a pair of Explorer 2s, a black dial and a white dial. Traded. I don't like. It was that. a stock split. It's a stock split. Stock That's split. an interesting move. One I like Rolex that. I don't. I don't like Rolex. the split. But I. But it's an interesting the, idea. The Explorer actually fits better on my wrist. It's a forty-two. I think you're going to lose flooding. money on that deal. But what do you mean lose money? The GMT Batman is one of the greatest watches, modern watches of our time. Uh, and you got rid of it. I, once someone pointed out the square case, I couldn't unsee it. I had to go. I never put it on again. And what? And why the Explorer though? That seems that I really like the brushed. Uh, st- it's. I really like the brushed steel. I really like the orange hand. I really like the tapering on the 42 millimeter okay. case. Can we disagree about this? Sure. I think it's a, a bad You move. and your little puny wrists might not notice the difference, wow. but my big wrists can tell. <laughs> paintball guns. I think old Ferrison should die. We don't have to agree Let's about settle anything. settle this with BB guns and speed bumps. Here's one, Matt. <laughs> Ask Matt to make a video with you and Zuckerman riding and driving the safari car in the dirt. I'm sure you have a video planned for this car, or have you I mean, not at this point? No, I, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, if you guys want to come out and play, I, I don't. you can come. No. They don't you know what'll happen to me. There. No, I do we'll care. You, I just don't want to. What's that? No, I'll get sick. You'll make me sick oh, in the car yeah, yeah. driving. That's what'll happen. I, I want to see the video we made with your GT3, though, and the Carrera T. That was fun. We should do one with a GT2 RS. That would be a great video. Actually, you know what Matt, we should do? Your, Here's what we should do. I would I, like to do this one. How about this? We take your guys' Plan Z uh, 87 yes. that, that he drove, and we'll take Mike's safari car, oh, that's and fun. we'll drive them on the street. To see how much worse the like street that. handling is compared to stuff. Can you turn? Ooh, can you turn off the card. comments of your YouTube before you do that? Because your fans are. Sport. Hold on one My second. Fans your don't. fans are vicious. Yeah, they're vicious. I, the problem with turning off YouTube comments is you lose money then, oh. and so. I well, have to I will do that. If you promise to not have your fans attack me like I was Justin Bieber's girlfriend. They don't like people that are wealthy and honest about it. That's the problem. If what you're you wealthy, mean, wealthy you need to and be honest. ashamed of it. What what did I say? On YouTube, yeah, people don't like Matt Farah, what did I say in that video? Other than here are the options you should get in this car. It's worth anything. the money. I didn't you were, say anything. You, were, you didn't brag about wealth. Smell. It was yeah. It was just. It was just. It was just. You were your yourself, as a successful person who can afford a nice thing. That was all. not what I sensed happening. You know what I sensed? You have a bunch of fangirls. Not a lot of those fangirls knew who I was, and they did not like how friendly I was to you and the things I was saying to you. Not oh, knowing that, could be true. that you and I have a history of busting each other's balls for many years. That could be true. And also. extend to it. And I know that that's a mistake I made. Because I made him treat me like a total stranger. I have to. <laughs> now this is something that's true, and and I I learned I I thought I learned the lesson when I was on Colbert's show. I did the same thing with him because I know Stephen Colbert, but I was a little too personable and chummy with him, and they were like, "Who the fuck is that guy? So How dare you talk to him like Maybe that?" Maybe I just need a better intro where I go, "Hey, you people out there are fans, and it's this is my, my fault. actual friend." No, it's my fault. I need to learn this lesson, and it's a good lesson for all of you when you go I, on. I, fuck he, those people. Continue busting my balls. It's fun. I, I think it was Louis who told me, Louis C.K., a long time ago that he said... He said, when, pull it out. They let you. No, no, no. Bar the door. No, he didn't say that. What he said... It's a really good piece of advice, and here is the piece of advice. Because it's pertinent here. It's, it's relevant here. 
He said, uh, treat everyone. When you go on any radio shows, you're doing any press, pretend you're talking to your girlfriend, your new girlfriend's father for the first time. Use that tone and go, oh, hi, and nice to meet you. He goes, then you really won't feel that wrath oh, that's that I'm talking about right today. You know, for a guy who, you know, does the things that Louie's done, he has some good points sometimes. <laughs> It was uh, well. This is a showbiz thing. And it, no, that's actually else. that's a good tip. But because I, you know. because he said it's a collection. Whatever thing you're doing, you're with that person and all of their fans, not yeah, yeah, yours yeah. necessarily. That's true. And they're feeling a little possessive. So you have possessive. You can't be too friendly with our fans. guy. Right. This is our guy here, and so he's I, the king of this. I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend not to know you next time I come. All right. I, you know that's that's an interesting. That's and I like a that smart idea. Perspective. We yeah. can do that. Yeah, okay. um, everybody's asking about. Fucking protective film, whatever. What? What is it with protective film? And the safari car. I don't know. Oh, on the safari. I'm not a lot putting of protective film on the safari car. By the no, way, no, no, no. They're not that. asking about that. But, that. but, Why but again, um, what do you like besides Porsches? Anybody? Just bought an old Lamborghini. I like that. Yes. I like yes. my Mercedes. My old Mercedes. I'm a fan of that. I think Mercedes from <clears> the '90s and and early 2000. Not early. The, not, basically, the '90s are good. They're solid cars. Weekend track car. I'm thinking about a Miata, but don't know if there is a sweet spot in years of models. Now, the Miata is the most raced car in the world, right? Yes. It's the one that everyone. Has. What What are we looking for in a Miata if we're going to have a track car? The newest one you can buy is the best performing one you can buy. The older you go, the worse they are to drive. So. That's a pretty simple formula. There you go. Like uh, a Miatas, Mustangs, and Corvettes. You buy the newest, fastest one you can afford. Got it. Copy that. Zuckerman, Silver 87, 911, which you're driving today. What size wheels do we have on that car? Well, that's been open to debate, right? We've heard, <laughs> we've heard from all sorts of people there. I know definitively, but car. go ahead. What, are, what, are the, what have we been debating? I think it's, there are eights on there. On the back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they am I are, right about yeah, that? Yeah, they're eights on the back, right. They're eights. Now, and we who had, was trying to tell us it was it, nines? Nines, I'm not going to say. Right, we don't want to insult him. I don't want to insult him. He's an expert. Yes, but <clears throat> we had, a as you if you've been following the life of that car, we had a dented driver's side rear wheel that was, uh, what we were told, unfixable. And I put on a repro, no, not a repro, a new Fuchs from the factory. That did not match. The, uh, the, the anodized steel is painted on, as I understand it. The black center of the Fuchs wheel is a more of a matte black than a polished Doesn't black. Match. Right? And you just got in the car and you saw it, right? Right. And now it's, now it's unacceptable. But it drives... Amazing. Amazingly, right? I did have <laughs> it at 120 on the 10 freeway yesterday. And it didn't no. wobble? There was, a, there was no wobble. What I had was a little bit of uh, vibration in the steering wheel. I don't know if that was an alignment issue or just the nature of the car, but it, was not, it, it did not make me feel unsafe at all. It was terrific. I loved it. Do you want to? Do you want to say it was kilometers per hour instead of miles per hour? I don't give hour? a shit. I don't give <laughs> you a are shit. admitting. <laughs> I broke the law. Ooh. Ooh. Lee, Lee took my safari out at, uh, and he tested it up to 110. He said it was rock steady at 110. Okay, so Zuckerman, here's the question. Are you ready? And I'm adding on to the question. Can't Anthony refinish your wheel properly? I, here's the question. Let, give Zuckerman the microphone because it's. This is a good question for a Porsche guy. You've got now that you've seen that I've got that car going perfectly straight. You have a little bit of an uh, of, uh, of an aesthetic issue with it of how it looks. Which is more important? At this point, if you can get the original 
wheel back, and I believe you told me, and I don't no, want to... But differentiate between for function over style is okay, my question. So here's the thing. If we had it as it was before... If the wheel was as if the original wheel was defective, I would take this new wheel over that so I could drive it. I would err on the side of drivability in this car. Well, I have big news for you. Okay. I I called wheel enhancement down by the airport back and I said Get, I just I'm going to give you some money. Do do your most genius great work on this wheel that you said is unfixable and they have done it. They have done it. They called me yesterday. The wheel has been repaired. They said 99.9% perfect. You're not going to believe I it. We don't so have to put a half to pound of weight on it. I'm so happy to hear that because really, I don't think I don't know if I would have noticed at first the difference in color, but once you pointed once it I out, pointed it it's, out. It's, I, I just can't handle it. Wow. Well, there you have it. It's intolerable. Now. How do we sell Matt Farah? Like how do how do we sell Matt Farah the, the other wheel? Do you want to buy the other it, wheel? It was fourteen hundred bucks. Maybe he can put it in the car. <laughs> now that you now that you mentioned, I have the set of the seventeen inch speed lines from my eighty seven. If anyone wants those, wow, they're they're really nice wheels. The same wheels that uh, Singer uses actually. They came on my car and now they're off my car. So if someone wants those for their nine eleven, let me know. They look great. They look exactly like stock. They're just an inch bigger. Uh, thoughts on buying Japanese market Porsches? Zuckerman, you have a few. What do you think of those cars? Love them. You, je- you have to do a careful PPI. Those, those cars over there may not have lived good lives, and they tend to overpaint small repairs. In fact, they might have a stone chip, and they may sloppily paint the entire car. Uh, so also gotta, a lot of weird electronics yeah, dropped so in you, there. You just got to be careful. Due diligence is what it takes. A lot of nice cars coming out of Japan, though. There's, I've, I've seen consistently a bunch of cool, really cool. I mean, you know, what he said about condition, 100%, but like turbo 360s and really neat stuff that is rare on the rare side. You know, remember, Japan was doing so well in the, in the 80s and 90s. They had all the money when we didn't, and they bought all that stuff up. So it is there. My favorite thing about you guys, you guys, you guys been to Tokyo before? Yeah. Tokyo is the coolest place in the world because it's like, imagine... You went back to 1985, and you created a future without Apple. A future using only Sony and Panasonic technology from the 80s. Take a, a, tangent, a tangent future from there. That's Tokyo. That's amazing. Imagine the future without Apple computer, and that's what Tokyo is like. It's crazy. It's really fun. Um, did we recap Jerry in the 996 GT2? That- we did not, but no, we did. We did. Okay. We, car's rad. That car's rad. You will love it. <clears throat> he, I love the color. He's it's not going to buy it back, right? He's not. If I asked him to, he would. <laughs> he would do a trade. I bet I could trade him that car for the 71 Targa, the new 71 Targa. Ooh, wow. I bet that could happen. Can you believe that phrase? The new 71. No, wait, wait, is it a, a new 71 or new to him? No, it was, it was in the factory, a 71 Targa. That had slight damage to the front fender. It was a Dutch police car. They, the, the police sent it back to Porsche, and it stayed in the factory for 30 years or so, undriven. Spike found it for Jerry. It had 800 miles on it at that time. Yeah, it's a killer. What, what and when you the... drive it, you die. You really get sad because of the togetherness of the car. It's a true time machine. Yeah. 
It's a true time machine. Well, I think the thing and, about buying an old, you know, and you most get sad. I just buy say, an old car. They they don't really f- get to feel what it felt like. Right, when it was that and that's what I mean. It makes tightening. you sad because you don't own it, yeah. and you go, "Gosh, nothing drives like this. Nothing." It's, it's like that movie Awakenings. Robert De Niro wakes up and he thinks yeah. it's 1950 still. Awakenings. It's Zuckerman. like El Dopa. <laughs> we gotta. We should do dueling Zuckermans right now. What are you doing? Hey, 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 give me the money. Give Awakenings. Me the money. What are you, retarded? Okay, what are you I like sleep? this question. Here's an actual good question, and we can start with uh, Matt Farrow. What is the biggest automotive mistake you've ever made? Purchase modification restoration. I have what is two. your biggest mistake? I've got two easy ones. Okay. One is I bought a, a, an H1 Hummer <laughs> in 2005. That's a great question. Wow. You can just, I mean, you don't need to know anything else. That, right, that buying right. that. Uh, it was horrible. Is it the, truck yellow? It was black. It was a black H1 diesel You look wagon. like a guy that would work in a big truck. What was your thinking when you... What, I worked what, in a Raptor. I later got a Raptor, which was, I like which that. was big, I like big but not a piece of shit. Yeah. This was big and a piece of shit. Right. Those were terrible and vehicles. And what, what was your thinking at the time, this moment where you... At the time, I wanted an SUV... But I was working at an exotic car rental company, and I wanted to kind of get in the exotic car game, and a Hummer was <laughs> exotic. You know what I mean? And it, it was – as, look, as far as Hummers go, it was a pretty nice example. <clears throat> yes. But, like, it just didn't occur to me what it really would be like to drive a school bus everywhere I went, and that's ultimately what it <laughs> what was. What is your second mistake? Leasing a Ford Focus RS more, <laughs> more recently. I should have just bought – if I had bought it for cash. Oh, my God, but you were so excited when you got that car. Right, but – but but le- no. The, You're talking about not, the lease Not acquiring aspect. the car. Acquiring okay. the car doesn't qualify as a big mistake. Right. Leasing it does. Okay. I, I My accountant said I should lease myself a company vehicle for a, you know, a tax thing. What he didn't factor in was that I might have hated the car after three weeks, which I did. At the time, if I had just paid cash for the car, yeah. I could have flipped yeah. it and turned a profit. Right. Instead, I got stuck with it for three years, writing a check every fucking month, and I still have it. And, I, and now I have a car I pay for every month and hardly ever drive. You still have that car? Yeah. What about, when was the last what time about, you saw it? What about swap a <laughs> lease or trade lease? I haven't seen that car. You know, the... the I, does the, that work? That whole thing? It does, but my sister did, and it's it's far more annoying of a yeah, process yeah, bet, than you I'll really bet. think it is. Easier but, to write the check. So those are my two biggest. Zuckerman, things. what about you? I've got two of those as well. Two. I've got two. I've got two hundred. I'm going to start with a story that'll resonate with Matt Farrer, who liked who likes to modify. I decided that I needed to do my own Porsche Frankenstein car, a '72 Targa. And put a 3.6 Vario Ram engine from a 993 into it. This was a very early, very early in my Porsche days, and I and I was so excited, and I got this car. It was so awful. It was so horrible. I felt like a child molester, a real chomo. And did I see this car? I, no, never. I didn't let anyone see Why it. Why did the car it, make you feel like a child molester? It was like I had taken a perfectly beautiful car and molested it see, and, taken its, and taken its, its innocence from it. It was forever a hunk of shit. Oh, and I, the next day, I sent it to somebody. I said, just take this and sell it. For as much as you can, I never want to see this car again. I only want to know I did this, and that was it for me in that department. And then, and then remember, there was a time when I decided I was mad at Porsche because I could not get my GT3 brakes to stop squeaking, and I leased an Audi 
R10, an R8 V10 Cabriolet. Oh, that's right. And I remember that. Visually, it was a 10 out of 10. And driving-wise, it was a 5 out of 10. It was like the opposite of the 996 GT2. I drove that car for two days. I hated it, and I had to get out of that car. It was <laughs> awful. Wow. Yes, I remember that. Huh? Why you like him? Was it a stick? I mean, I'm uh, in general. I'm a fan of those cars, but I'm. I mean, I'm. I didn't. They're a little boring. I never wrote a big check for one. I only <laughs> got one for a week right. as a press car. So, mm -hmm. as a tall and fat guy, I found it to be most of a guy. Losing a lot of weight, but Matt. without. Uh, How much weight have you lost? You already look really. Thin. I'm down thirty since yeah. July. Wow! Congratulations. If it, if I was I'm Porsche, I'd charge you two grand for a lightweight battery for the same thing. <laughs> yes, cost yes. me a lot more than that. And by the way, the GT2 RS brakes squeak like crazy. But now I'm over it. It's just the way. Uh, it you're is. okay with it, right? It's, it's a race be. car, right? But we used to buy. The ceramic brakes because there was no brake dust and because they didn't squeak. And now, now they're dusty and squeaky. No, they're not that dusty. <laughs> but, they're but they squeaky. They're totally squeaky. If you if you um if you get a little home power washer and you power wash out <clears> the, <throat> the wheels, they squeak less. Yeah, mm. I've so uh, I've heard everything. I've Sim figured that simple so. green spray. Though I've I've looked up everything. I don't know they, about they that. Tend but to, I just find if you wash do, the wheels, the yeah. brakes tend to squeak less. I just say put Vaseline on. You'll be happy. <laughs> That'll probably work good. Yeah. Um, as far as my biggest mistake, the Maserati by Turbo was my biggest <laughs> car mistake. Two word answer. That's, <laughs> That's all you it. need there. That's all you need. It didn't work. It cost a fortune to fix. It was awful. Um, let's see. Oh, here's uh, let's go out on this one final question because it's about a nice subject. Matt Ferris impending nuptials that are coming up. Have has Matt decided on a wedding car? Now, when I got married. I, I worked my 58 Speedster restoration into the wedding budget. Did you? <laughs> yes, there was a line on there that, that said, you know, I said, Erica, that's my wife. I said, we can drive off in this pretty little silver car that I own. It just needs a little a little stuff done to it. And I worked in a nice little restoration. Back then, by that's the way, very funny. the restoration of that car did not cost all that much money. I think that was about 20 grand <laughs> to paint it and do the engine and do, you know, think about that. Wow. I painted it several other times. Have you thought about... A wedding car. Well, so first an off, electric there's jaguar. No, there's no uh, there's no drive off at my wedding. The <laughs> ceremony and the party are at the same place, so there's but no drive still... off. But still, but it's it's in New York, which is where I keep my Aston Martin Vanquish ah. in Connecticut. So so that I will be driving that car up to Hudson, New York, from Greenwich, which is a, Hudson is a beautiful town on the Hudson River, where my wedding will be. And the roads, the drive up there is just spectacular through northern Westchester and Dutchess County. And so wow, I will bench. be driving the Vanquish. Who? Matt Ferris. Yes. He does. Yes. Hudson Upstate New York is a little different. It's real. I'm getting married in this Hudson. old factory from like the 1860s. I've seen the venue. It's, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Yeah, yes, it's it looks very Matt Fair. So the, the the Vanquish is Plan A and Plan B. If for some reason we need to get more than two, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna call up uh, Rolls and see if I could get the Cullinan, the new Rolls SUV. Yeah, which I thought would be pretty rad. That's weird. That's weird. And you know what? Everyone, I don't think that's good at a wedding. Everyone I've, I've spoken to who has driven it, because the press launch was last week, said it's incredible. Oh, I don't doubt that it's incredible. I just think in your wedding photos, I don't think that's the right Oh, vibe. it wouldn't be for the photos. It would just be to... Well, that's what pamper. we're talking about here. You want to have one or two little shots around a car, because you're a car guy. There's nothing older that you might 
No, if that's if there? that's the move, I think the Vanquish is it speaks to uh, my personality. What better. about the new Kuntosh? Is there any ship it to New York? <laughs> yes, <for> that, <laughs> that you know, really would be the ultimate Matt. It Farrah would. It would wedding car. It show. would if I. I don't have the can you imagine? To to can you imagine just tin cans and streamers <laughs> off the back of it? Can you imagine? That'll be my gift to you from a distance. I will ship the car <laughs> to New York for you if you're willing to wow. do that. What you want to do is tape little Did streamers you hear what he said? To, the, to the exhaust trumpets. I'll kick in. I will kick in. If you guys want to pay for round trip shipping for a Kuntaj, it's done. I'll pull it into the. I'll pull it into the party, dance floor. Who needs a dance floor? Just put Kuntaj in. That is perfect with cans and streamers. What a day that will be. That would be. That would be cool. Well, gentlemen, I'm sorry that podcast one screwed us on the mic splitter and we had to switch, but you did a wonderful job here today. Um, We're gonna get some breakfast right now with all of our friends. Food. Billy. Thank you to you both, and we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Real quick before we go, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse everybody, even you, Zuckerman. All you're looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Hey guys, it's Jack Vanek from The Lady Gang, and I am sitting here with true crime TV producer and my best friend, Alexis Linkletter, and we are so excited that we are finally launching our true crime podcast called The First Degree right here on Podcast One. And each week, we are going to bring you the craziest true crime stories and talk to the people who are one degree away from each of these crazy events. And we've dragged crime journalist Billy Jensen along for the ride, and he can't get rid of us. Join us on The First Degree every Wednesday on podcast1.com and the PC1 app. Also remember to rate and review.